0: This is Perspective as a Motherfucker. Sit back, strap in, and relax. Cue Transition! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Back again for another week. Hope everyone's having a great one. I appreciate uh, everybody for uh, tuning in uh, for another uh, solo episode uh, last week for uh, yours truly. Apologize for putting it out late, but... When you have guests that flake on you, unfortunately, multiple times, you know, you you, you, got to put the content out there. It's just what it is. Um, I have a a guest with me today. Uh, A person I've known for a couple of years now. uh, A person that actually got me into the financial industry, if you will. Um, The weirdest thing is... uh, Where we were when we first met to where we are now is essentially night and day um, in the best possible way. So um, with that being said, I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine, uh, James Patrick, aka JP3.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for the invitation and the the, the glowing introduction, Aaron. Uh, It's a pleasure to help out a friend. Um, and this is actually the first podcast I've ever done, so it should be an interesting experience. Nice. So, um, how's your week, man, man? Week's been pretty good. Pretty good. Ended on a high note. Yeah. Uh, So, just got done picking up a a large, a lot of inventory for the the e-commerce business. Okay. Uh, so, now begins the the real work of (laughs) sorting and organizing, (laughs) yep, getting (laughs) everything listed. Um. So yeah, that's that's been the kind of the highlight of the week so far. Um, you know, got cars and coffee in the morning. Nice. So So what is uh
0: is that uh, exactly what that means? Cars and coffee? Like just meeting meeting up. And I, car- actually
1: I think it's called <coughs> caffeine and octane now. They had some kind of uh, rebranding, of but course. it's the same thing. You know, <laughs> car enthusiasts meet in uh, in a mall parking lot somewhere in the morning. Um, you know, get to, to chit chat and see other people's cars and, you know, catch up. So it's a a fun time. You should come check it out. All right. Okay. Um, Week's been, uh, it's been
0: busy. Uh, I've been uh, doing a lot of ripping and running. Um, I'm surprised that I'm I'm running on all cylinders and it feels really, really good. Uh, If you guys don't know, I I got a few jobs. I got a few jobs, you know, I run a business and um, I'm just doing what I need to go and do. But I'm also realizing that all of, you know, you know, making money and, and you know, doing all that and success is not worth anything if I'm not living life. So for the past couple of weeks I just took the time out to go to an event. Didn't matter what the event was, I go on Eventbrite or U Nation or Facebook events or meetup and just meet people, have a have a mm-hmm. good time because again you can either go out and try and hang out with people, or you can go and drink and get fucked up in your house. And cool, I've done that many fucking times, but it's just nice to go get out and you know meet people. What whether you're a solitary person or not, people on a very primal level are social creatures, whether we want to like it or not. And it's one of those things where you miss just, especially with the way the world is today, that. You, you're meeting less people, you don't have to go out because of certain conveniences. So you miss certain things that people used to do. But the world goes on and the world changes. So
1: definitely does. Definitely does.
0: So I'm not sure if you've been uh, you know, watching the news or uh I mean I I take all that stuff with a grain of salt. I kinda just, you know, watch it, you know, here and there. Um the winter Olympics are going on right now.
1: Yes, apparently they are. Yeah. I mean, I'm always more of a, a Summer Olympics guy myself. Yeah. You know, having having ran track, you know, that's more so where my interests align.
2: Okay.
1: Um, but, you know, whenever you see the best in the world at anything, yeah. have a chance to compete head-to-head, it's, it's hard, you know, as someone who enjoys sports and competition and yeah. greatness to not take a peek every now and again, even if some of the events don't make a lick of sense.
0: yeah. i'm actually surprised just given that you know uh the uh summer olympics were in beijing of course you know pushed back because of the pandemic and uh buddy of mine we were talking and apparently tokyo uh oh it was tokyo it was tokyo okay oh i thought it was China. but okay so um yeah it's in beijing and uh apparently um that you know, just talking to a buddy of mine, he was telling me about. I was like, yeah, it's just a big uh, propaganda machine, basically.
1: Which I mean, that's
0: yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: That's the that's the government in China. That's the government. It's, it's a that's propaganda a, machine. It's a propaganda I mean, machine.
0: You get, you get silenced. Yeah, I mean, look at Jack Ma. You would see him for a minute, and then you know he you know did what he needed to do, and now you know I'm I'm you know I'm out here. I but, mean, China.
1: Uh, China is what it is. I mean, the the people over there they know what time it is. They know what to say and what not to say. Yeah. If You've listened to any of the interviews where they've gone to, and talked to locals. You know, they're they're very clear on you know what do you want to hear. You want to hear the the Chinese government's position on this, or you want you want to hear my position? Because if you want to hear my position, I can't give you my whole name.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I don't
1: I don't blame you. Uh, there was a with the
0: lighting of the torch. I guess they had one of the uh, somebody that was a Uyghur. Because mm-hmm. I know they were, yeah, they were doing some, uh, there was a, there was, you know, what they've been doing with the, you know, the uh, Muslim population in China, you know, some nefarious stuff. And that, uh, you know, one of the, uh, I think it was from CNN or like MSNBC was just like, you know, this is appalling, blah, 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 of course. Um, and, uh, you know, we got to talking and he was saying, well, you know, there's just, you know... Why are we even, like, competing in there? It's just like, like, why do you think we are competing? It's because distraction. And, I mean, you know... sport. Yeah, it's a sport. At
1: its, its very core... Exactly. ...is essentially a distraction. A distraction. Yeah. and but, uh, I mean, technically, the U.S. government has no official presence in the Winter Olympics in China. They're, every year, typically, they send someone. It might not be the president. It might be the vice president, secretary. Some, yeah, of course. some significant person in the government attends the Olympics they have a to. show of solidarity. Of course. No, it's like it... They don't have to because they're not there now. Oh, uh, uh, the Biden administration decided, you know what? We understand that the Olympics are going to go on. Yeah. We're not going to stop the Winter Olympics from happening. But we also don't have to necessarily show our support as an administration for the things that the Chinese government is doing. Yeah. So we're not going to send anyone to the Olympics. Now, on the other hand, you know, look what Putin's doing. Putin made a point to come out to go and hang out with the Chinese president I'm go sure. ahead and Solidify yeah. their little relationship yeah, and have a little that, powwow wow in the background and Yeah, I mean they're a bit chummy right now. They're a bit chummy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's an opportunity, you know, for those of like minds to, to get together and yeah. You know, observe some, some athletic activities. Yeah. Um yeah, my uh
0: you know, my buddy was saying, Well, you know, there's just certain times we don't need to like show up like and uh, of course, you know it's February, given Black History Month, and it's like he brought up Jesse Owens and Joe Lewis, and uh, not only that, he brought that up where it's like, yeah, they were, uh, you know, this was when the the uh, Olympics were happening during Hitler. Yeah. So I'm thinking about my, I'm thinking about this, but they showed up. They showed up, and they, they showed out. They showed up and they showed out, and I was like, yeah, but. Also I had to mention to him, like this was in the 19 this was in the 1930s and you know of course it was a it was a victory for America but
1: how do you think Joe Lewis and Jesse Owens were treated once they got back there I mean in some circles they were treated the way they deserved to be treated like yeah. heroes and like champions but you know, in other circles, that still was never going to be good enough given the times. Yeah. But the way that you show excellence, the way that you show greatness, the way that you provide a light for others to follow is not by shrinking away from conflict and by hiding. Yeah. It's by showing that greatness. Now, you want like Hitler, you think that you're better, you think that you're superior. Yeah, the superior race. Mm, <laughs> if you were superior, you would have won with this race. Exactly. If you didn't, exactly. Right? So, you um, know, you go out and you show why you're better. You know, lead by example. I, I've never been one for the the rah-rah-rah, like, look at me, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Nope. Uh, not... When the time comes, you step up, yeah. you provide an example.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of theater. I've just never I been. mean,
1: so as long as U.S. athletes are, are going up and they're showing out and they're doing what they need to do, you know, the message will be delivered. You know, having a, a member of the political administration present doesn't do anything to actually enhance yeah. the I game. I feel like it's just... I feel like it's just optics. Yeah, it's it just optics. It's a distraction. It's talking points for shows that I don't watch. So uh, neither do I. Um.
0: So, like speaking about, uh, you know, um, you know, no talking points. There's a there was a guy by the name of Jordan Price. I'm not sure if you remember him. He was the like long haired like startup tech startup guy that um he gave up his i think he gave up his like million dollar salary or something like all that. right,
1: to give all of his employees a minimum wage of like six figures or yeah of course five grand or, okay
0: it was it was a it was a pretty competitive yeah. wage yeah, yeah exactly so yeah. the funny thing about it is i came because i'm i'm pretty uh i'm pretty active on tiktok as far as kind con- of Creating content and things like that. I'm just not scrolling. I'm still scrolling, but <laughs> I'm making content along the way. And this this guy, I believe he's ex military, and he's basically equating to where it's like that's doing the bare minimum. And I'm thinking about that. what, what like,
1: specifically is doing the bare minimum?
0: That um, he's a he's a multi he's a multi millionaire that has a controlling stake in the company. He, he has a hundred employees. He should be giving his hundred employees because he they uh i think they, at the at the time they made 130 million mm-hmm. in revenue mm-hmm. so he should be paying his 100 employees a half a million so i made a video to where um this guy didn't run a I was like what <laughs> like you you clearly don't know how business works and then he he made the uh he made this uh analogy with cupcakes so okay. he's like, okay, well, imagine he you give a cupcake to each one of your employees. Okay, but you have the cupcake. You're the you're the cupcake maker. Okay, so it's like, um, and then it was like Amazon's the ultimate cupcake maker, whether it's like whether it's you one of a thousand or one of a hundred. And I'm like, and I I said it in a polite way, as far as like, okay. Let's going to say, you know, you do, I'm not going to go back to cupcakes, but like you give every one of your 100 employees 500,000, right? That's 50 million, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's 80 million left. You don't know what operating costs are. No, because
1: he doesn't run a business. Exactly. So it's like, I was like, what? (coughs) the, The statement is either disingenuous, like either he's saying something that he knows doesn't make sense just to try to get clicks, or he really is stupid. I don't know which one is I true. Was like, I'm not on
0: TikTok. So. Yeah, it's it was it was it was kind of like are you no, that's not how any of that works. And then it gets it like even on a like a very simple level, right? Let's gonna say your operating costs you might make let's gonna say uh you might have a ten a percent or twenty percent profit. And let's gonna say you're running a lot of, you're learning a lot of revenue, but your operating costs are so high, it's to the point to where like you're making just enough where it makes sense to be in business. Yeah. But then also it gets to the point to where I either make enough for a sense to work for myself or I get to the point where I just work for somebody else because it's it alleviates the stress and all that. And I'm like, clearly, it's you just don't understand business. And given that I built a business from scratch and know this,
1: and of course, on a very
0: minute level, not anything to the heights of anybody, but it's just
1: like, no, like that's all businesses have expenses. So you don't have to build a business very big to realize the operating expenses are a significant part of the equation. And if you are moving beyond the point where you're a sole proprietor to point where you're actually going to be bringing on employees or contractors or yeah. someone else whose labor you're going to be leveraging to help grow your business, that can only be but so much of your cost before it doesn't make and, sense. Exactly. Before you're operating a non-profit on accident. Exactly. And I, I feel like there's a lot of people
0: that just... Because I feel like what's... Um, like whether that guy, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or whoever else, like, the minute that they stop listening to people on social media or even even paying attention, Mm -hmm. that's when it's like, it's gonna be a real problem. Because do y'all really want to have that real conversation where it's like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even think of you as like, you're an aunt to me. Like I don't even like I could insulate myself to where I could be to a point where somebody that doesn't that doesn't make a hundred thousand dollars can be near me. Like, do y'all do y'all really wanna have that like because I'm gonna be honest with you, there's gonna be a billionaire, there's gonna be somebody that's gonna come
1: out and be a straight dickhead. But I mean, like, to what to what end? How does that serve their interest? It, it, like, it's just even addressing that is a waste of their time. It is, but some like again, you, you don't get to be a billionaire worrying about the opinions of idiots. It is, you, but you will, you will never get there no, worrying about what somebody says no, about okay. you on Twitter.
0: No, of course, but there there is some people that get to the point to where it's like, you know, I'm being humble, but now I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be. I mean, look at
1: Elon. If you follow Elon's tweets, like he's got some some. Pretty clever clapbacks yeah. on people who want to. He really does. He really does. He really does. Where it's just there's like... there's a way to do it.
0: What I don't understand is like we should like as pe as just people in general about anything. You can't just. You can't. You can throw money at
1: problems. You can't throw money at people. I, I heard a quote. I can't remember where I can attribute the quote to, but it, the the quote is: "If you can write a check." It's not a problem. Yeah, it's not a problem. Like, so you like, can... Exactly. It's it's one of the Real problems don't start until you get to a place where money can't solve it. Yeah. That's a real problem.
0: And, like, even with, like, everything that's been, uh, you know, with the stimulus checks and things like that, people believe that, all right, well, if I give you enough money, yeah, you've gotten to the point, unfortunately, where people have gotten enough money that they can do what they want to do, and they realize... I busted my ass for as much money as
1: you're giving me. Why am I going to bu- continuously bust my ass? Simple. Because I'm not going to continue to give you money. Yeah. I mean, it, people want to run around and talk about and Normally, I'm, I'm right there with you know, my entrepreneurial friends <laughs> and, and all the, the talking heads that want to go down that road. But there are people who are really running around spouting this notion like, oh, well, you know, somebody got a $1,400 stimulus check. And that's why two years later, nobody's working get the hell out of here with this ignorant foolish somebody gives you fourteen hundred dollars right even if you're working minimum wage that's not even a month's worth of wages it's not so you mean to tell me it i takes- can give somebody fourteen hundred dollars one time and they did have another what was the second stimulus amount uh i think it was like fourteen
0: hundred one was twelve another one was six you got multiple. You got multiple so money if you up. had
1: kids. We'll call. We're not talking about kids because kids okay. are their own. Okay. Let's go and say. Let's go three three thousand. Let's go. Let's call it three thousand. So okay. Right. Three thousand is well below the poverty line. So if I yeah. give you three thousand dollars one time, let's That's not that. give it to you as a lump sum. We're not even talking about breaking it up over That's the course that. of a year and a half, like yeah. what actually happened. Yeah. I give you three thousand dollars one time. Do you mean to tell me you're gonna somehow turn that three thousand dollars? like Jesus, turning water into wine, <laughs> into a stream of income that will allow you to not go back to work two years later? Like, there are people complaining now that, oh, I can't find employees to fill my jobs because of the stimulus. No, no. you just... No, you can't find employees to fill your job because the job that you're trying to fill doesn't pay a competitive wage in the market that you're in for the skill set that you are requiring. And then you period. also make it difficult where, like,
0: recruit, like recruiters, like, especially, like, again... TikTok is a lot of entertainment, but does have like some. It has some gems in there,
1: and I it's the where
0: it. <laughs> it's crazy to where how they set it up to where they make it intentionally difficult for you to get for you to go through the the hiring process for you even to get an interview, and sometimes you're going through a a, a second, a third, a fourth, fifth round for what, and then to jump through all these hoops that not even have hey, it doesn't make any sense, well,
1: logically. So I was actually having a conversation uh, with a, a good buddy of mine um, earlier uh, this week. And we were talking about exactly that thing. And he was and he was of the, this belief, like, hey, you know, these, all this government money, that's why nobody's going back to work. I'm like, no. What's happening is that there's a shift in priorities. Yeah. People are going from the age of, well, my mom and dad told me I have to go to school, otherwise you're not going to be proud of me. Like, if I don't go to college... I yeah. can't have a good life, so that I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get in six figures of debt so I can go get this piece of paper. Yeah. In today's economy, it doesn't really mean shit. It doesn't do right? anything for and you. Then, and then a lower level of that is, oh, well, I need to go get this respectable job. Because like, when people ask me a happy hour, like, what do you do? I want to be able to say, oh, I work for J.P. Morgan and puff my chest out and I feel yeah. like I'm special. And Nothing so like, inside. I have to jump through these hoops so I can work for XYZ company yeah. so I can have that kind of social clout. But what the pandemic has done... Is this kind of leveled the playing field? It's giving people time to sit and time yeah. out, and to realize like what are the things that actually bring me joy? Yeah. What are the things that make me smile? Because you know what? Get up at five a.m. right, so I can get on a train, so I can go from New Jersey into Manhattan, because I can't afford to live in Manhattan, even mm. though I work in Manhattan. Yeah. So I can make six figures. So it sounds cool on social media, but when after I pay my rent and I pay my parking and I pay for food and I pay for state tax and city tax and borough yeah. tax and just because tax. Yeah. You're living a life that's lower than somebody in the South making twenty, thirty grand managing a McDonald's, even though you're making six figures in a major metropolitan area. And like the one thing that you actually like is the bike rides you get to take on the weekend yeah, right. through through Central Park. You're like, wait a minute. I'm doing a whole lot of things I don't like. I'm doing like 10, 12, 15 things I don't like. To do one thing. To do one thing I do like. That's crazy. I'm like, wait a minute. So what if what if instead of doing all that, what if I just become a bike courier? What if I get on one of these apps? And I can deliver things. I like riding my bike anyway. Half my trips will take me back and forth through Central Park. So if I just start delivering Chinese food or legal documents or whatever the case may be on these apps, I don't have to live in an expensive place. No, I can live somewhere cheaper. I can work when I want to work. I can do what I want to do. And overall, my quality of life is going to be higher. Because I care more about my happiness than I care about impressing other people with the things I'm doing that make me unhappy. And And then, unfortunately... Uh, a lot of people
0: have found out that these employers that you uh, given a lot of your life to do not have any
1: loyalty to you. Oh well, and, I mean, I, I hate to be the the bearer of bad yeah. news. Actually, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't hate to be the bearer of bad news. I feel absolutely no emotion about it whatsoever. But the fact is that if you're waiting until 2022 to realize that employers don't care about you, yeah, you're a little bit late to the party. Yeah, a lot I mean, of people. I, I learned that lesson the hard way myself. You know, I. I Full disclosure, I came up with that college is the path, it is the way, like this is what you must do. I have bought into that mentality. Hook, line, and sinker, you know, they had me. I was in school pursuing an MBA, doing all that stuff, and there was and there were people in school that were all about the entrepreneurship, and you know, they're anti-corporate, and you know, this isn't the way, and especially going to historically black university, you know you can kind of understand that mentality because when you look in the C suite of most of the Fortune 500 companies there's not what you would exactly call equal representation yeah. right and so when you look at a high achiever who wants to go to the highest levels why would i go into a company and look at the top executives and see that there's nobody that looks like me why would i believe that that's the opportunity exactly. that's going to be presented to me but that wasn't me i wasn't in that group i was in the group like hey if you're great at what you do yeah, you you know you'll find a way it'll be all right yeah. And, you know, so I graduated at the absolute wrong time, you know, right after the, the housing crash in oh uh, 2008, God. 2009. 2009. Jesus. So the job market was looking terrible, absolutely terrible. <sighs> Couldn't find much of anything, uh, you know, ended up finding a role in, in the mortgage industry uh, as it was rebuilding from that. You know, it seemed like a great opportunity, had a chance to advance, you know, got some some licenses um you know was the number one loan officer in the company um in the month of december come back from lunch however you know just a month later in the january beginning february and everybody stuffs in boxes Mm. whole company shut down so that was a a light bulb that was an aha moment you know if you could be the best at what you do in the company and still be out of a job that's crazy a month later what kind of stability is there like there's none none like you you literally the best in the company. You have a plaque on your wall that says you did this better than anybody else.
2: Yeah,
1: but you're still gone. So that that got me to thinking. Like, okay, I put and, and the thing is with that role, with any sales you know based yeah. role, there's going to be a lot of extra time and effort and energy that you put in that, that is not on the clock. That's not directly compensated. Yes. You know, there's training of, and practice, yeah, extra and classes coming in on weekends. Yeah. You know, doing little extra like being on call for clients that need. You know, reassurance when they're going over documents at closing, and they're closing on that Saturday, and so you got to step out of you know whatever you're doing to go and kind of walk them through the process. Yeah, all that extra time, what I have to show for that at the end of the day, nothing, not 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 one thing. So it got me thinking, maybe there's a better path. You know, that's that's what had me pointed in that in that direction of you know entrepreneurship, going down a path where you can grow equity in something that you ultimately own. And it's the fruit of your labor. Yeah, the fact is... you're not going to get fired by yourself.
0: Exactly. So, I know we've known each other for a couple years now. And it's kind of... uh, How we met was... I didn't believe in... I wouldn't say destiny, but like right time, right place. (laughs) But how we met was... It
1: was kind of crazy. Because, you know what? I'll let you tell it. I mean, I'm going to let you jump in because <laughs> obviously I, I I know the part about after we met. I can talk about what I did before. Okay. Um, so, big picture, we met at a networking event.
0: Yeah. Um, so.
1: It was... Where I was at, it was the other side of
0: town. Yeah, um, I was going to these when I was like building my credit repair business. I was going yeah. to the, all these BNI and network events. They wanted me to join. Yeah. I'm going to all these ones on Meetup and everything yeah, like you, that. You,
1: you were hitting the whole circuit. Um, See, I, I was trying to be a little bit more focused. I had yeah. a couple groups on this side of town. I went to that one specifically because uh, I was told that they didn't have somebody kind of in that financial services space that I was looking to occupy at the okay. time. So I figured it might be an opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, but even as I'm getting in the car to go, I'm like, I, I was actually hoping that it wasn't as good as what people were telling me because I wasn't looking forward to having to get up on a regular basis at like six a.m. Uh, to drive to the other side of town to no, go to this. Um, it reminds me,
0: well, because I used to go there, and then I stopped, and then I used to go up all the way to Oakley. <laughs> ah, and then it was early. It was like I'm like, and uh, yeah, so. I was going there cause I uh, I start I met some people over in um yeah San Jose mm-hmm. so over at the not the bonef the was that bonefish girl with the bone with the bonefish girl with the Barnes and Nobles is and uh, over in Orange Park that area so yeah. I'm it was uh whatever it was a whole bunch of networking people things yep. like that and then guy um Will Prolo you know God rest rested dead. Um uh this was when my uh was very green where my first logo was a wolf with green eyes. I thought it was badass. He's just <laughs> like, I love your energy, but you're going to have to change your logo.
1: So I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know whether you are trying to recruit me for AAU basketball yeah. or you trying to you know, get out, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um I
0: start going there, uh apparently the niche of credit repair isn't wasn't insurance or finance. So it was mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like they never had a cre- they never yeah. had a credit person. So I was good in that department. And then, you know, of course I went over my spiel, things like that. Yeah. And then uh we kind of met, we started talking, rapping. Uh previously before that, I briefly got into uh, you know, Prime America. Yeah. Um just didn't really do a lot. Didn't really know a lot. You know, I was approached after uh, meeting one of my first clients in person at Starbucks and someone is just like yeah uh just to give my clients more value more services so when we met it was just i didn't really know where that was going to go yeah. uh, i didn't see a lot of people that looked like me uh especially if you're in the networking circuit doesn't matter where you are um you realize that a lot of these events are the ones you gotta pay for are probably gonna give you the most value. The ones that are usually free or ten bucks or whatever the case may be, unless you're working it, a lot of them they're very social hours. These are a lot of people that are solopreneurs, not entrepreneurs. Well, they they yeah. essentially
1: They're hustlers. They're hustlers. Yeah. They, they're, that's, they're exactly if they don't what they kill. Exactly. They if, if they, they don't work,
0: money. if they don't work, they you know, money doesn't come in. A lot of them don't have
1: employees. And and that's the kind of energy that drives most of these successful groups because Think about it. Like, what's the currency in these networking groups? It's referrals. Referrals. percent That's why people join these groups. Because exactly. I want referrals. I want warm leads. I want recommendations from exactly. a trusted source. Because that's the highest conversion rate on any kind of leads exactly. that you're going to get. Yeah. So, if I have a group, do I want to have a group that's full of, you know, people that have a business on Google that sit back and just take phone calls and, you know, service their credit clients, you know. And they're, and they're very happy. They do great work. But they're not out there in the community no. like shaking hands meeting new people yeah. that's not going to generate a lot of referrals you know I want the guy I want the roofing guy I want the plumber I want the AC technician who's going to 10 12 15 mm-hmm. 20 30 houses a week yeah. because that's a lot more opportunity
0: then I realized to drop
1: a referral for my my real estate guy who's yeah. in my networking group and you know
0: and I honestly had to realize I never seen any
1: credit repair people other than me at any of these events at all I mean, I think that part of it, too, is that, you know, for better or worse, the nature of the job is largely transactional. So, you know, you don't necessarily have these ongoing relationships with clients. It's like, hey, I want to get this car. You know, I'm at 600. I need to get 650. Yeah. Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get this house. I'm at 650. I need to get. Yeah. Unless you have others. Unless you have other services. A lot of people, it's like
0: literally one and done. And then you don't talk. The fact that um, I have a. I have a, like a actual list of all my clients' birthdays. So every day I wake up and I go up, shoot them a text. Um, all those different things or follow up. And it's one of those things where I've had people that they're always surprised. Even ones that, let's gonna say they didn't want to follow instructions or whatever. It just didn't work out. They're like, they're always surprised. And I'm just, I've realized it's, it's not always the product or service; it's the how you treat your clients. If you do good business, you will always get referrals. Yeah, it's relationships.
1: Yeah, if you put in the time, you know you can get something out of that. Yeah, I mean,
0: so after we met, uh, I mean, you, uh, of course, I think I, t- I think I told you I was with Primerica, and then we, I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, kind of, you know, you invited me out to a potluck. You invite me out to a couple more vets.
1: Hey, <laughs> and know, then you, <laughs> like, sometimes you know you give somebody a little food, and the next thing you know, I think you the, start having a real conversation.
0: I think the funniest thing was, um, at first, because like I just you know I was still really green. It wasn't that I didn't want to you know join. It was just the money wasn't there. So the I think the 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 funniest thing was they're like. You're still coming to these things, like we're surprised. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like I don't. I just don't do things like when I when I say I'm gonna do things, I'm gonna check it out. Like I check it out, I'm like nah, and I was like okay, I'm cool, it's on. And of course, it took me you know a minute to kind of figure things out and you know grow myself and personally develop. Yeah, um, everything's a process. Yeah, everything is a process. I I mean, I was definitely rough around the edges.
1: <laughs> but again, everything <laughs> is a process, yeah. And like, you know, you're very much a man of your word. Like, if you say you're going to do something, look, it might not might be today, it might, yeah, might be tomorrow. Sometimes, sometimes, it might it might like, but at some point, it's gonna get done. You might have forgotten that Aaron said he was gonna do something, but he's gonna tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, it's done, and you'll be, What, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, you remember when I said, you know, last year I was gonna do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. All those things have been done now. Yeah. Like, that's one thing you don't have to worry about, you know, with Aaron, is that he, he's going to get it done one way or another. Yeah. You know, between now and, and when Jesus comes to call <laughs> us home, yeah, of it's course. going <laughs> to happen. But see, at the time, I didn't know that about you because we had just met. I mean, we just met. I mean, yeah. So I, I, I didn't, didn't know that. But you said, like, okay, like, I'm cool. So I just took you at your word because at the end of the day. Of course. Especially
0: you know, how many times, especially when we were recruiting heavy, whenever we were, it was just like, we ain't heard all types of stories about people coming into the office,
1: yeah. there's like
0: this, not answering, all all types just ducking and dodging, like, I'm it's just not, like it's not
1: that deep. Just not. tell me you're not interested.
0: That's it. That's like it. I'm who has time for that? Exactly. The fact about it is I, I realize more, I just I don't think like and it comes to like people, you would think people've been told no before. And I feel like people have been told no before, but people don't know how to say no. That's a very underutilized skill. Which is, it seems very simple, but no is a very powerful word. It usually stops a lot. Like it's usually once you say no, it's like, "Are you sure?" "Yes." "No." Like that. That's it. There's nothing else. But of course, I mean, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't know anything about the company and things like like. Um, Even like the circles I was running in, if I would have never met you, I probably would have never like even heard about PHP to be honest. Unless I would have went to an event or met one of you guys or things like that. At some point I would have met somebody. Um, even like you guys got me on LinkedIn, like which now I've been LinkedIn on three years, like things like that. Like and I had LinkedIn like back in the day and I'm like I thought LinkedIn was dead. I was like, wait, wait, like LinkedIn be jumping? No, you must be confused with MySpace, my homie. Okay, because <laughs> like, um, it was it was funny because I'm like I had a LinkedIn like forever because I I heard it was just business things like that especially like I think mm-hmm. I heard about LinkedIn before I even heard about Indeed as far as jobs and things like yeah. that but I'm like, I had a LinkedIn profile
1: forever it was just I didn't never did anything with it it was just but see and that's the thing and you know full full disclosure you know I'm not actively involved yeah uh, you know. With, with php or in the, the financial services industry however it was a great experience and Talk. i think that a lot of people look at through a very narrow lens yeah. at the value of an experience it's like well if i join, if i did something and my goal was to make a lot of money to make six figures to make whatever it was yeah. your goal was if i didn't do that it was, it was a failure however you know that linkedin that's a perfect example you weren't even using linkedin at all no for for your financial services business or for credit repair or anything right so you came in you know you started leveraging linkedin you know you started moving with different crowds you started looking at different ways to generate interest in the business you know so there's a lot of benefits that you get sometimes and just because you don't necessarily stay with a company or it it applies to friendships too there might be people that you meet you know they're, they're in their life for a reason a season or a lifetime exactly and so, just because somebody is not a lifetime person doesn't mean you're not going to get an immense amount of value from the exactly. time that you're, you you do have with them and the experiences yeah. that you share. Um, you just got to be open to that.
0: Yeah, I actually have a really good LinkedIn story. So hmm. uh, this was actually re- over, over like over the last couple months because, of course, I've kind of backed away from you know PHP. I'm still active. I still have everything together. Um, I had a I had a guy just reach out to me from New York. He's like, yeah, hey, you do credit repair. We talked on the phone. Mm-hmm. I find out he's deaf. Now. Wait, you said you always talking on the phone? You're talking on the phone. Now, apparently, if you're deaf, there is a service you can use to basically, you have a translator. So basically, I'm talking through the translator. He's, he's, he, there's a like a video to where he's looking at the guy and then huh. basically translating. So like, because. That opened me up to a whole new market to where he actually referred me over to somebody also in New York. Uh, to where I actually was a client, things like that. To where I actually got to remember, Boris, I gotta remember to send you that referral fee. That I, uh-huh. forget. That Look, I forget, see, he'll do it, Boris, he'll do it. Yeah, so and it's kind of crazy because even like when you think about like clients, you don't think about the not that you don't think about it, it's just like you. There's a hierarchy with everything, even I would say the disabled community. So like you don't think about the disabled community like of like needing certain services. But they still live lives, they still marry, they still have kids, all these different things. Yeah. They still need all these things. So they still need but it's one of those things where it's whether it's like, you know, you know, the disabled community or even like when you have a language barrier. It is some of the things where it's like there's markets that if you're able to build a good enough relationship with, will give you access into certain markets, and if certain markets are underutilized, to where it's just, um, I'll give you an example. You have a lot of like, let's go say the uh, Latin population or Latinx, whatever, you, whatever you guys want to be called. I'm not sure, Be respectful. <laughs> um, even the like Asian like community, where you know a lot of them, you know. A lot of the kids you know you know we go to like Chinese restaurants you know all the time, and a lot of the times you see the twelve thirteen year old kids you know they're basically you know they can order things like that, they know English where you know their parents, which might not know much English, they're taking care of that, you know a lot of them are building businesses the traditional way, you know getting as much money up capital things like that, they don't know about business credit, they don't know about credit, they don't know about life insurance, they don't know about all these different things, but then how do you get in those communities? Who is really talking to them?
1: Well, you know, in a lot of communities, it's very close knit.
0: It's very like, close knit. So in, it's and a
1: lot of like specifically, since you mentioned the Asian community, a lot of times like there is there's one guy, there's one guy that helps who everybody. knows, and he helps a very large amount of people because yeah. it's, it's about trust. Yeah, that's the most important thing. The hard part is not learning how to communicate. It's not it's recognizing a, a, the need in the community. Exactly. It's, it's It's being able to build trust. Be able to build credibility. In those communities, to the point where you can actually be successful. Yeah. Now, as far as the disabled community, that's probably going to be a little bit easier because there's a barrier, like there's an extra step that you have to take, and yeah. a lot of people just aren't willing to take that step. It's like you know, even in my I've, business, never, in, in, in I've resale, never understood that honestly. It, it, it makes perfect sense. People want the path of least resistance. Like you, we were anyways, talking about that can, earlier today. You can today, make ten dollars by snapping your fingers, or you can make ten dollars by snapping your fingers and clapping your hands. Which would you choose? I'm gonna clap my hands. Okay. I'm right. gonna snap. So I'm gonna snap, snap my hands. Oh, yeah, but I say you, you if you just clap your hands, you're not making hands, <laughs> your hands. I'm, not, I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta be able to follow and start. But so if you just do one, right? Yeah. You just want the easy one. Yeah. That's what most people do. Most people wanna follow the path. They look, look just give me the answer. Tell me what I gotta do. I'm yeah. gonna do that and I'm gonna get what you got. Tell me what you did and I'm gonna do that. Yeah. You know, people don't wanna put the extra effort in. Yeah. So that's that's the the clapping your hands after you snap your fingers to get into those other markets, like even in my business, like in in online e commerce. Matter of right? fact, the guy, what the guy? guy we, the Vietnamese guy,
0: yeah, still, like you. Even though, like, I'm, I'm I'm glad the other brother was there because, like, he he could communicate enough to kind of get around, but a lot of the stuff was like it was helpful, mm-hmm. but it's it's that's the same thing,
1: right? Like, people a lot of times people want to. They want to do easy stuff. Of course, right? So what's like one of the easiest things to ship? You know, like a t-shirt. Yeah. Right? It's impossible to break. You know, you just throw in a little poly mailer. Boom. You ship it out. Yeah. Now, maybe the margins aren't that high, but some people don't really care about that. They'd rather ship a hundred t-shirts that all ship in a very light little poly mailer, first class. Yeah. Because that's easy. You know, you give that person a treadmill. Now, granted, that treadmill might sell for $2,000. But they can't be bothered to figure out, like, how do I ship a treadmill? I can't just... I don't have a box. I can't go uh, to the FedEx store and pick up a box to put a treadmill in. I can't just drop it off at the, at the post office. Um, They're not going to deliver it. I got to... What do I got to call freight carriers? Like, how do I get something um, like that shipped? Huh. And so when you look at that segment, there's not very many people doing the, things that, that want very the, difficult. That want to take the time and do it. Because right. there aren't people that want to take the time to research how do you do it. So if you choose to go into areas that other people are afraid to go into or they're too lazy to go into there's a lot of opportunity you always win if you want to go into the easiest path it's going to be more difficult because yeah, it's a race it's, to the bottom everyone's it's, doing it's, it's, it it's oversaturated it's, it's, it's oversaturated 100 and so how do you differentiate yourself in an oversaturated market there, there's only a couple of ways like one you could do some kind of crazy marketing campaign of course right some yeah. kind of ridiculous over-the-top you know, dollar shave club style, yeah. you know, marketing campaign. But that's going to cost you money. Yeah, Money is coming out of your bottom line. Yeah. Or, you know, you can try to beat them to the bottom. Look at Amazon. Perfect example. Anything you look for on Amazon, there's 20 examples. 20. It's literally the exact same product being manufactured in the exact same factory with a different name. Yeah. And most I mean, of the time, what it? you have, to you buy? Was it Either Amazon
0: the- Basics or Amazon Essentials, whatever the hell that shit is? Yep.
1: So, either you're gonna buy the one that's the cheapest or the one that's gonna get to you the fastest. Yeah. That's generally what it comes down to. So, if you're brand new, if you're not established in the market and you're trying to break in, you know, what are you gonna do? You you could try to find a way to make it cheaper, but, you know, that's difficult because cost in that scenario comes down to how much quantity you can buy at a given time. Like, if I can buy 20 units, I'm gonna get one price. But if I can buy 20,000 units, I'm going to get a better price. yeah. So I can afford to sell my units for less than your units because Because they cost me less. They cost me less and I have more. Well, yeah, and I have more. But more importantly, like if I sell my units for $1 and they cost me $0.99, I'm only making a penny. Mm. But if your units cost $1.50 and you sell them for $0.99, you're losing Mm. on every single unit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So by the time you sell enough to re-up, you're already out of business. Yeah. So... You know, it's just, there's different ways to, to win. And that, yeah, that's there's no... Business there, and entrepreneurship so so interesting.
0: There's no... I mean, there's several... Blu- you can either follow a blueprint, a blueprint, or you can create your own. And that's one of the things that I didn't realize when I came here all the, you know... Before, all those years ago. Sorry. Right <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realize when I came here four years ago that I'd be creating a life for myself like actually you know it's i never really put it in perspective that i really came to a place where i knew nobody and i built a life and i built a company from scratch and it's just one of those things where it's just um i'm just a hard-headed individual as you already know so yeah
1: sometimes it serves you well
0: uh, sometimes it serves me well sometimes it has uh you know you hindered for me. An interesting life. Yeah, it's definitely hindered me <laughs> in the past. So, you uh, now for the audience, um, where are you from?
1: Where am I from? Where are you from? Yeah, because that's the story. Uh, that, in that, that's kind of a loaded question. Where am I from? <laughs> could could you be more specific? Okay. Uh, where were you born? Oh, born. Okay, Maryland. Okay,
0: all right, and. From my understanding, what you told me, you, I guess, uh, when like a couple years, you know, you know, when you were you know really young, you guys ended up moving up to Tampa, correct?
1: Yep, Tampa, Florida. That's correct. Okay. Yep. So, how was growing up in Tampa? Oh, it, was, it was great. Uh, I have no complaints. You know, weather was nice. Okay. Uh, didn't have to shovel any snow in my childhood, so I didn't have any of that trauma going on. <laughs> oh God, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, you know, year-round sports. I mean, there's a reason the best athletes come from Florida because you know we're always getting better. So okay, <laughs> you know, we're not sitting indoors eating cheese puffs for four, four or five months out the year. So oh God. that was great. Uh, I really have no complaints about about growing up in Tampa. You know, it was, it was a great time. You know, there are some areas like with any city. There are areas where Of course, there's where, always going to be, you know, you'd rather not be if you had a choice. Yeah. But, you know, I was fortunate that I had parents that made it a priority to make sure that we were in the best possible environment. Um, and so, you know, that's that's what it was. Ended up going to uh, Hillsborough Hillsboro High School, um, you know, IB program over there, uh, football team, all that good stuff. Uh, got to see the Bucks win their their first Super Bowl. Uh, oh, nice! Down there, yep, yeah, yep. Super Bowl chance. One of the greatest defenses in the history of the NFL. <laughs> okay. But I digress. But yeah, can't complain. Gasparilla, Night Parade, Ybor City. Yeah, you know, I it, keep it hearing about. I keep hearing about uh, Ybor City. Um, I I am gonna
0: make a uh make a uh a trip down there. I'm I'm. This is in the works as far as just all the different places in Florida. This is this a business, business trip or are you just going no. out there to just live life? No, I'm going out there to live life. And okay. and if some business kind of comes, then that's just what it takes. sounds like you're going
1: to need a chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, you missed Gasparilla this year, so yeah, you know, you should be okay. Okay. But, but but just let me know. Okay. I will. Okay. I will. Um, So, what brought you from... Tampa to Jacksonville. Okay, how did that happen? Oh, that's probably a little bit more interesting story. So, went to Florida NM University up in Tallahassee, the highest of Seven Hills. damn you. Was that strike and strike and strike again. <laughs> um so, went there to major in business, uh getting ready to be about graduation time and started looking at different internship offers. So, the way the program was structured, um you know, it was a 5-year MBA, but you had to do three internships during your time oh, okay. as well. Um, so first internship was at Hillsborough County Attorney's Office uh, down in Tampa. Uh, second went up to Boston, actually, with Osram, Sylvania to do uh, e-marketing up there. Oh, nice. Um, so that was an interesting experience. Um, and then the last was with uh, CSX uh, in Jacksonville. So that yep. was my first foray to, to come over to Jacksonville. Although at the time, it was I had competing uh, opportunities with Altria, which... You know, the the company that bought out Philip Morris, the you know the cigarettes and all that, uh, yeah. you know, cancer causing stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they had a <laughs> or like a regional sales position that was open in the Orlando area. Oh wow, well, you so could have been up was, in Orlando. It was either that or it was internal audit and compliance, uh, you know, with CSX in Jacksonville. And so, it was a multi-step process, the interview for Altria. So, I think it was in, like, step three of five or step two of okay. four. Right. It was, it was. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was, it was a process. Um, whereas, with CSX, you know, it's, again, going back to relationships, right? People say it's not what you know, but it's who you know. Yeah. Eh, not really. It's only who you know if you already know what you need to know. Like, you have to still have the, you the have, competence. You gotta have some but type sometimes, of sometimes, you know, you, you might get an opportunity. Exactly. So I happen to know someone who was getting out of that internship, uh, you know, who put in a good word, you know, to have me come an interview for a position, and it was a lot quicker process. You know, nice. we we went in, we interviewed, you know, it was a little bit of a, a wait, but you know, the offer was extended. And obviously an offer is not gonna be just on the table forever. And so I still had two more interview steps with Altria at the time. Exactly. Plus, you know, my girlfriend had gotten into law school uh, in Jacksonville, so it just kind of seemed like it made more sense to to go that route. Like, let's take the bird in the hand, okay. Instead of waiting for two more interview rounds and maybe maybe and I mean I mean sometimes later.
0: you got to go for the short thing and then you can you know adjust accordingly.
1: Plus, I mean, I, I feel like I can f- sleep better at night knowing that I'm helping you know, a railroad delivered goods and services to people across the country rather than helping, you know, corner store owners to peddle cancer sticks to people. Yeah, so, I mean, it kind of worked out. Yeah, I mean, it put me in the right place. You know, I I can say that. So, Mm. it was good. Ultimately, it didn't end up being the industry I wanted to go into. I mean, if anyone's seen the movie Groundhog Day, that's essentially what accounting and, and audit is like. Oh, Really? Yeah, so people like to joke Oh, accounting is boring, like, it's not a joke Like Accounting is boring yeah. It legit, just, is one of the most just, boring Things that you could possibly do, however It's good money, it's good money It's consistent money, it's absolutely Necessary in every business yeah. And especially as a business owner I have a great appreciation for accountants And what they do Okay. Largely because I know I Couldn't do it <laughs> as a primary profession I just, I'm not built for that but i was doing internal audit which is like the kind of, kind of like the special forces of accounting if you will okay. like it's the more interesting version of of accounting so in internal audit you're looking at problems that arise so there's supposed to be $100 in this account there's only 90 where the other $10 go
0: so you have to look at the thing
1: that's, books, audit. that's like trying that. to figure out okay at what point was there a mistake made was there a withdrawal that didn't make it to the books You know, did someone slip $10 out the register and put it in their pocket? Did someone miskey a transaction and there really isn't supposed to be $100 in the register? They typed in $10 too much on something and the actual register is wrong or is the cash count wrong? What's going on? And so you're trying to do, you know, some reverse engineering, some detective work to figure that out. So it's by far the most interesting form of accounting. But even still, you know, with, with what we were doing, we were testing controls. Uh, of cash handling transactions okay. but it's all in support of creating financial statements to come out every year so the groundhogs day portion is you know you work all year to get these financial statements out you know they're produced it's the the hot topic everybody's talking about it in the executive suite for about a week and it's like okay well those are the numbers great all right let's start working on next year okay and you go back to doing the same thing over and over and i just thought about it. like if i have a 20 30 40 year career uh, do you I'm want to be doing just... that
0: for 20 30 years I, yeah I...
1: Is, is it really 30 years or if i just live the same year 30 times yeah and like what is the big picture benefit that i'm getting the other thing too is that you realize like it's the, complac- and this is,
0: this the is... complacency and the monotony great words great words <laughs>
1: Perfect. if you had a t-shirt to describe <laughs> that on the front It would say complacency on the back it would say monotony. I don't know, maybe the back maybe the front would say monotony. And the back yeah, I think that because the monotony leads to the complacency. Okay. So and I mean that's something that, you know, with any salary position, you know, you do run a risk of. And so you're gonna do this. A couple of things was like one, we had and this was like interns, but still it's the same thing in in the regular work environment. You know, you have all these controls that need to get done, right? So let's say your target is ten per week. Right. You hit your 10. You're getting the same check, regardless of whether you do 10 or you do 15. Yeah. What's your incentive to do 15? It's you don't have an incentive. It's like
0: what a lot of people don't understand about salary. It's you either want to get guaranteed money. You know exactly what your check is every single week, every single whatever pay period or you you work the hours. And sometimes you working the hours is better than that. But do you really want to work the hours?
1: It's just up to you. So, I mean, that that was one. The other part, too, was that, you know, let's say something happens where you're able to create extra value. So there there was a case where I was looking over some financial statements and there was a misstatement of roughly a million dollars because of an error in an Excel spreadsheet. Right. So I uncovered this misstatement. And like it was, it was cool. You know, I got a little email from the department head, like, "Hey, you know, great job." I got a little attaboy a boy in the in the little staff meeting, but that was it. I guarantee you that check looked the same as it did the week before. So it had me thinking, like, okay, so if I wanted to show enough value to be compensated at a higher level, what would I have to do? Because apparently, finding a potential uh, million dollar error is not enough to justify financial compensation. Um, so what would I need to what, do? Yeah, that's to. to to sweeten the pot for me, right. but I mean that's kind of the one of the, the challenges in a lot of corporate environments, I especially mean, in a salary environment, because it's not necessarily the private,
0: like like even if you were in the private sector doing that, you wouldn't you wouldn't be compensated
1: anyway, correct?
2: Mm-mm.
0: No.
1: no, I mean, but granted, this was an internship, so this exactly. Was, so you okay? This, this was, was the first foray, but this was this was a thought process. Is what that's Of called. course. Because, yes, no, you're 100% right. Even in the private sector, let, let's say I work for one of the big four. If I'm working for Deloitte, right, I'm, I'm not going to get an extra bonus because I uncovered this this error. Like, that's part of the job. Yeah. But um, at the same time, okay. there you know, there are industries where, you know, if you do more, you get more. So is, And that and, just became a lot more attractive.
0: Okay, so is an internal audit, is that basically forensic accounting?
1: I mean, yeah, you, you can say those two words.
0: Okay, all right because are, are related, okay, so have you ever uh came across somebody where I guess you didn't realize it
1: or like someone cooked their books so I was never a CPA well that, that was another part of the process because okay. in order to get hired on full time, you did have to sit for and pass your CPA exam and so audit I did find to be interesting accounting I found to be atrociously boring sure. but the CPA. Like you don't get to pick and choose which area like you have to do all of it. It's like a Swiss Army knife. Okay. You know, you gotta do you gotta do audit, you gotta do accounting, you gotta do tax. Okay. Like you have to be highly competent in all of those areas. And I don't know I feel it, like it,
0: that's I feel like especially like there's there's a lot of CPA that are competent. There's a lot of CPAs where it's 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 like any it's anything that you get a license in. Some people barely get by and some people
1: excel. I mean, at the end of the day,
0: Everybody, as long
1: as as you have your license, yeah. As long as you, there there are people who get their license and they get a great score, but they never do any continuing education. And then there are people who get their license, they barely pass, but they make it their mission to get better every every year after that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as you got your license and you're a practicing professional in good standing, you know, it it is what it is. But that was not something that I felt like I wanted to invest in. Because I was only interested in one element, like basically a quarter of the CPA is okay. what I was actually interested in. The right. majority of the exam was content that- you know, It just was like this. Yeah. It was, it was filler. For I, me. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it was filler, but it just wasn't something- It wasn't some, was something- I some saw myself interest. doing long term. Okay. So, yeah, it's, that, that, that was not the move. So, I transitioned from there, you know, due in part because I didn't want to sit for the CPA exam. Okay. On top of the fact that they didn't hire directly from the internship program anyway, directly. What? No. So at the time, the practice was you had to leave CSX. You had to go work with one of the big four accounting firms for some period of time. Okay. On average, you know, call it three to five years plus or minus. Oh, okay. After you've got some big four accounting firm experience, then they would consider hiring you on as an actual staff attorney. I mean, at that
0: point, why wouldn't I just stay with one of the big accounting firms?
1: Well, a number of reasons. First and foremost is probably railroad retirement. So what I'm, most people don't realize is that, that Social Security is not for everyone. There are ways to get around it. So like a lot of people complain, oh, Social Security is mismanaged. Social Security is a slush fund for the government for all these like, misguided programs. And they're siphoning money away. And when it comes time for me to retire, my Social Security check you know, might be in jeopardy because of the way the government's managing yeah. Social Security. And I feel like 100% these are valid concerns. Yeah. that be, Because that's, that is what's taking place in many cases. Yeah. Um, however, there are ways to get around that. You know, there are certain municipalities that don't pay into Social Security, um, where you generate your own privately managed fund. One of those is railroad retirement. So the railroad retirement program is excellent.
0: Yeah. Um
1: I feel... You, you know, if you're working for CSX, uh, Union Pacific, you know, Georgia Southern, like, you yeah. know, any of these these railroads, like, you're going to be able to pay into railroad retirement. Those benefits are rock solid because yeah. it's a much smaller pool of people and they're managed much better yeah, than Social Security as a whole. Yes, yeah, so
0: it's, it's a lot different than, like, the fire department or the police unions. Well, or...
1: I mean, a lot of the pension funds for certain municipalities are still good um, as far as firefighters, police. Okay. Now, Jacksonville is an outlier. Jacksonville is an example of a pension fund that was mismanaged. Mm. And so, as a result, everybody got firefighters... A day. Yep. Uh, And police no longer have pensions in Jacksonville. uh, You don't have guaranteed money. You have, oh, hope it works out. That's crazy. That's that's what they have now. That is insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what mismanagement at the top rungs of government will get you. Nothing good. Nothing good ever. Yeah. Some Mm. some people can't be trusted. Yeah. I, I I just people need to take public service very seriously. Like I couldn't go into politics. Um, one I consider it.
0: I I just know, but it's one of those things where you gotta be you gotta be willing to burn the house down. You gotta be willing to burn the house down. You gotta be willing to really be like either you
1: want to fix what's going on or get out of the way so this can get done. What's the problem is that most of the people that want to go into politics. Want to go into politics for the wrong reasons. And most of the people that would do a good job don't actively pursue those roles. Because they most of the people who do a good job in politics have to be forced into those roles. People around them see their morals, they see what they're about, they see their community outreach and activism. Yeah. And uh, you know, and people decide they, they push them into politics. They say, Hey Aaron, I see what you're doing in the community. You know, I see. How, I see what you're doing for the kids. Like, I see how you, you know, you feed all the stray dogs in the neighborhood. Like, and I see you picking up trash when nobody's looking because you really care about this area. You care about the people here. I think you should represent us on city council. And Aaron's like, oh no, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not a political guy. That's that's not me. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're out in front of your house with little signs. Yeah. And, and magic marker saying vote for Aaron. You know, like, uh, well, if that's what the people want, that's who needs to be a politician. But unfortunately, the people who sit okay. in office. That's, so, that's not them.
0: Okay, so why do you believe that the right people just don't get in office or let's go and say the right people do uh, do like too much of like of the politics that end up changing them? Do they have to compromise their morals? All these
1: different things? Yes, 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 and yes. It's funny. That was another conversation okay. that, that I had uh, earlier this week. And it's exactly that because a, a buddy of mine who's also an entrepreneur, he was like yeah, you know, I really love the life that I live. In. He's doing very well for himself. You know, he's got a, a big house, beautiful what wife, does he do? kids. E-commerce. Hmm. Yep, e-commerce. Yep. So you know, he's he's built a, a nice life for himself. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, I always kind of wondered. You know, I felt like I would have been good in politics. You know, what would have happened if I had gone down that route? Mm-hmm. Was like, I'm, I'm I'm very glad that you didn't, because you know, you are good. Like anything you'd set your mind to, you would have been great at. But here's the thing: power corrupts. And they say absolute power corrupts absolutely. No one really has absolute power.
0: No one Um, has absolute power. Despite the fact
1: that the former Dorito in chief, you know, seemed to think that he did. Of course. Um, That that was just one of the Uh, many lies that he told himself and and his followers. I think
0: that's the funniest thing uh, about that whole situation is like, I'm not sure. Have you ever watched the show Scandal? I've seen some episodes here. Okay. So if you've watched Scandal, there's like several characters on there. There's a guy named Fitz, he's the president. You mm-hmm. have Millie, which is his mm-hmm. wife. She's on with with Olivia Pope. Um, you have Cyrus, which is his uh, basically his um, not his fixer. Olivia's his fixer, but then you have Command, which is Olivia's father, mm-hmm. um, where he really runs the country, like runs the country, and mm-hmm. he's a black man, mm-hmm. and. It's like I'm always kind of curious because I'm like, okay, well, in in the political sphere right now, who is Olivia Pope? Who is Cyrus? No, again, that's not how. No, that's not how the world really I'm not, works. Though I'm not saying it. Okay, every little bit of fiction has a little bit of truth to it, or a lot of bourbon. Oh. <laughs>
1: Maybe. I mean that's that's yeah. I mean, getting it back to like the grassroots level, okay. a more nuts and bolts example. Okay. Like so let's say you are that guy from the community. Yeah. Right. And they get you on the city council for district seven or yeah. whatever it is. Of course. And you want to advocate. You know, the kids, the the, the swing sets are rusty. You know, yeah. you've seen little kids fall and scrape. There's no mulch left in the pool. They were here busting their knees and yeah. they can't even play basketball because the hoops are all torn down. Yes. And you want to advocate for the community. Okay. Right. And you want to and you get that done. And so you know you get reelected. Yeah. You right? get reelected. You know, you're back for a second term. Yeah. And now your major initiative, which was, hey, I want the kids to have a safe place to play. You've done that. Yeah. And now someone approaches you and they say, hey, you know, I know that your neighborhood's kind of low on the totem pole in terms of, like, road repair. Okay. You know? And they're like, hey, here's, here's the way. You're new here. You're, you're brand new on the council. You don't kind of understand how it works. How it works, of But course. the way that you get road repairs done in your district is you have to do something nice for the appropriations committee that decides where the next road project's going to go. Exactly. So, you, then- you know, you got to kind of play ball. And it's you a got- very slippery slope. It's very like, very- you know what? What I'm doing is not really in line with my moral code. Exactly. However, I'm not here about me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to serve this. my community. Exactly. And so if I have to do something that I don't like so I can help the people that I agreed to help, I feel like that's not such a bad thing. It's not bad, but again, once you go slippery slope, you start that... sliding and sliding, and exactly. then once you do one thing that compromises you, now you're in a situation where you're vulnerable. Now people can come to you who know what you did to help your exactly. people and say, hey, I saw you over here, uh, you know, double dipping on this fund raising campaign yep. to to do so and so, so you can get this road built in your neighborhood. So I know you're not really a good guy. So here's the proposition I have yep. for you. Exactly. It's like, yeah. So just take the money. And okay. it's like at that point you had a tough choice. Like, do I just you know I had I had a good run, I did a couple of good things, and now I'm out. But most people don't do that. They, they don't, don't have the strength to do that. They don't have they, the, this, they this don't is-
0: have the strength, or they don't have the the ethics the, the ethics the ethics to be like this is what I did and to burn the house down and i feel like i i uh was it um this was uh probably two years ago I went out to uh the uh riverside uh beer festival mm-hmm. with uh Pretty and some other people and I met a uh the sister of the person that ran against uh Curry last time. Yeah, the the boat guy. The boat guy. Yeah. And um yeah. Like she you know, you know, she has her own stuff going on, things like that. And mm-hmm. it was uh again it's you know, he was a firefighter, things like that, you know. Yeah. And it's one of those things where kind of Curry cut him off at the knees, took a took away the marina from him.
1: Yeah, well, I mean Curry's a slime ball. I mean, he tried to sell JEA out from the citizens of Jacksonville under their noses with some underhanded deal. Um, um, yeah, no, yeah. He's, I mean, he's I, not to be, trusted. I mean him and also Slayman. I I heard some things about Slayman. I mean, anytime you've been the number one real estate guy in an area for X number of years, well, uh, when I would be some stuff going yeah, on about well, you. And when I wasn't, maybe in, some of it's true. I don't know.
0: Uh, a lot of it is because it was a it was a point where he messed up with the you know the landing. And he couldn't show his face in certain country clubs. Messed up in terms of of how it went, of how the landing went down, of how it devolved, and he was kind of trying to squeeze the people that were trying to stay in there. Ah, and, gotcha. Yeah, and it was one of those things where it's like, of course, a lot of these you know country clubs you have communities and things like yeah. that, Whereas it's Deerwood or Queens Harbor or
1: whatever else, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh. Oh, well, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because the turnover in that place was always high. And yeah, I mean, you you had what, except like, for like the big corporate exactly spots. for like Coopers like could stay, Hooters. Chicago's could exactly to keep paying yeah, it. Exactly. I'm mean, I mean, surprised, like Femme Cools, like they stayed over there for a good long yeah, minute. Yeah, and, I mean, you had Mavericks, you had. Oh yeah, yeah, Mavericks upstairs they yeah. stayed. It was, um, it but was... there was a lot of empty spaces. But I mean, it it became too like it was a battle between Slayman and and City Hall. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like oh I'm gonna squeeze these vendors. Like City Hall was trying to impose certain things that he was he was fighting back on. At the end of the day, he won. Yeah, he did. He won. because he
0: they knocked it down things like that. Yeah, like, but they
1: paid him. They, they paid him like
0: twelve million dollars. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. to just to no- just to I, knock it down and do nothing. The problem I, with Jacksonville, I, is I don't that get it. The leadership has no vision.
0: It makes no it makes no they just, sense.
1: They just do things. Like no,
0: all you had to do was. Take any contractor across the city, gut it out, revitalize it, remodel it, spl- splash some new paint on it, put some new places in there. Like,
1: no, you, you want to make the bum Riviera? That's what you want to do. You want to make a new a new place for bums to put their, their little encampments. Well, then just. Well, I mean, I mean, we could talk about that all day. Yeah, we uh, could. We That's the, not really what the
0: downtown problem. and things yeah, like you know, that. Chicken so, and egg and all that nonsense. Yeah, so. Like, even, like, I, I even, you know, because uh, a buddy of mine that he was working for one company, he works for a different one now, as far as, like, roofing and things like that, where he's, uh, he was just like, yeah, like, be very careful about what you post on social media. Not for us, but just because how people perceive it and things like that. to In where terms it's of? Of, like, um, I get the politics here are very cutthroat, I'm guessing, from, I mean, from what I've it's, been told.
1: but it's, it's small town. Like, it's You got a handful of people that traditionally, like, hold the power. Yeah. Everybody knows, like, as far as movers and shakers, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And it's like, go along to get along. Good old boy network. Yeah. And that's why Jacksonville is where it's at. I feel like... Like, there's a reason that Disney World's in Orlando and not Jacksonville. Okay, that makes sense. Because it came to Jacksonville first. Orlando was shit. Like, Orlando was nothing before Disney World. Oh, my God. That's but dumb. look at Orlando today compared to Jacksonville.
0: That's that was the, the oh my god! That talk about fumbling the fucking bag
1: out the window and
0: <laughs> fumble the bag out the window on of,
1: the highway in a Gatorade. Oh my god! And
0: and and even like I think about um like politics. I'm not a political person, but I'm just at this of who I am. You know who I am. I don't mind telling you the truth. I don't. I'm, That's another I, reason you'll never be good in politics. It's just like I'm too old to be lying. Like, okay, like, do we want to get this shit done or not? And I'm like, again, like, like I envision, like, like straight up, like no bullshit. Where it's just like, all right, you know, whether it's you know Black Lives Matter or whatever else, or or, or whatever else anybody's talking about, okay. I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Do you want the truth or do you want me to lie to you?
1: That okay. I want to tell you the truth. Yep. And, just, and you're gonna be a one-term uh, political representative. Like, I just that, like I understand playing the game, but it's to the point where it's like. Well, the problem is the the standards by which the game are played. Term limits are the answer. Because guess what? If you know you get elected to an office, you get one term to do the most good that you can yeah, possibly that's do, it. have the most impact that you could possibly have, and that's it. I think Eminem said, "But if, if you had one moment, yeah, <laughs> if you had one moment, like, like if, that's that's the mentality. Like people, politicians need to have that Eminem eight mile mindset. Like when they every time that a vote comes up, because they know you get one term, and if you if you excellent, if you do a great job of that, one might get term, two. Then we can go ahead and and do it back to back and we can get you two terms. But that's it. You're not going to make
0: a career out of politics. You don't need to be in politics for 20 years. Like, especially when it's like. Or 40. And you're like, you're talking about what's going on with with the future of the country. You're not going to be here in like fucking 10 years. What are we talking about here? Like,
1: exactly. Exactly. But, But the problem is, you know who has the voting term limits? Them. Exactly,
0: how is that even ever going to happen to where it's people people always talk about well, we can't do anything things like that, our vote doesn't count, I mean does our vote count or does our vote not count well as long as the electoral college exists no, I mean it doesn't count I, in local elections, I believe it counts
1: oh in, no in, in local elections well you didn't specify yeah yeah in exactly. local elections yeah. but like the electoral college
0: one. if if we're being honest then why the why are y'all Champion everybody to vote. Like the first time I ever voted, and I'm gonna I'll tell you guys on the po- podcast I voted last election, and I voted for Trump. Now so sips tea. <laughs> now, if, I'm gonna, you can see I'm sipping tea right now. He, he's sipping tea. I'm gonna tell you why I voted for Trump. I knew what he. I knew what he was. I. I didn't have any confidence in Biden at all. That's why I voted for Trump. Straight up, like. I knew whatever he was going to do, I was, was going to be able to adjust to whatever the hell bullshit he was going to do. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. Would I ever vote for him again? No. But I'm just like, if it was Biden
1: and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, See, the thing is, if you vote for Trump over Hillary, I can abide that. Because he's an unknown commodity at that point. It's like, hey, you know what? Hillary is very much establishment. Like, if you're cool. not if you're not big on what's been going on so far, you okay. know, he certainly represents a departure from what you know. Now, sometimes taking the car off the road, it's not going to be a good thing. But you know what? If there's a boulder in the road, if there's okay. a stop semi, maybe taking the car off the road is what's going to save you. Well, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it's just... not the worst thing in the world. But the second time around, okay. he was a known commodity. Like, you knew what he was about. And it, and, and it was bullshit. It was lies. It, it it was hatred. It was bigotry. It was ignorance. It was it was, it was nothing but that is sustainable. Okay.
0: Or now, positive. Now. Of course. Now. It's it's funny. A lot of people that did vote for Biden, I, you know, whatever the case may be, and all of a sudden it's like it was all basically it was like. I voted for Biden just because I a lot of it was just I didn't like Biden. Oh no, tr- things trust like me. that.
1: No, Biden, was, Biden didn't actually win. He was. It was a pity. It was he, a pity he, part. He split the vote with literally anyone but Trump. Like if they would have wrote literally anyone but Trump on the ballot, it probably would have been like thirty three percent each. Yeah. Well, you know, I take the bad. Jergensen got whatever she did. But um, um, I, I feel bad for the third. Like unless like some.
0: Oh, and you get, okay. like, the third party is never, unless, like, it's just people either want to vote red or no. blue. They do no. not want to vote third party and not in a consistent,
1: not in a... Well, the problem is people are stupid. People are stupid. <laughs> that they are. People are lazy and they don't think. People don't evaluate platforms. People they don't. People literally go and they look for those three letters next to a candidate's name. And this is obviously not every person. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's far too many It's people. a majority. Yeah. It's a it majority. Is.
0: It's not it's not a minority. Yeah, they just, oh it's
1: look, a- boom, this party. Yeah. Boom. This party. Exactly. Boom. This party. Like the third It was the, the, there was the so two many- party system is broken. It does not work. It doesn't work because it you don't have to provide enough of an option. Like if, if I know that the care that the, the, the front runner, the candidate that you have for your party, is just awful and a yeah. terrible person. I don't really have to do a whole lot on my end. I just literally have to exist. And I'm automatically going to get the votes for the people who can't stand him. Yeah, That's not really much motivation. Right. If you had a real third-party option, or four, or five, people are really going to have to get out there. They're really going to have to campaign. They're really going to have to show what they're going to do differently to lead the country in a better direction. I mean, I've seen, like, there's been certain people
0: that have money there's certain people that don't. And it's just, I... it's you got to hit the... Which I didn't realize like politics is really like you need money.
1: on the national level, 100 percent.
0: I didn't realize as far as like ads and different things and your meet and greets and like really going out there and hitting the pavement, like you, you, you got, ads. like you gotta have money, and then also it's unfortunately, if you are the right person that's trying to do the right thing, you're go- to a degree, you're going to have to make certain concessions. Of
1: course you all And it's have one sessions. And it's one of those things where you you it's what's the greater good? What's the greater good? Have you seen Designated Survivor? Since since you like television and you like programs. Uh I've seen an episode. I've but that, I that, heard it was good. I heard that, it was that's good. That's a show you should watch because he, he has to deal with a lot of that because he's an independent and ends up Long story short, he's independent. Well, but because everybody, you know, gets well, blown the hell up, well, initially he ends up well, in the White he, House. Any, <laughs> all intents and purposes, he got fired. <laughs> it but then it don't matter. He was. It, it doesn't matter. He was already. It's like yeah, yeah. You fired me, but I'm the only person in the company. So yeah, that's true. I guess I'm rehired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, you you got blown up before you could get that paperwork filed with Linda and HR. So I guess it. I'm still here. Yeah. But you know a lot of that is, you know, you got the right trying to pull him to the right, you got the left trying to pull him to the left and he's like no. Like this is what I stand for. Like I'm, I'm trying to do what's best for the people, the largest amount of people. Like, I don't I don't care about your party agendas. But that it's a perfect example of it's why one, it's, a, it's somebody one. like that would never get elected in the first place. And it's because one. both parties would be doing everything that they possibly could to prevent that from happening. And it's one of those things where it's
0: When you have a person that has morals, when you have a person, the people that have very adjustable morals will be like, just take the money. Adjustable
1: morals. That's a cute concept.
0: Yeah. Um, Just take like, like you're making this more difficult. Just take the money. It's like, no. And you're like, you know, this is how this works. Well, this is not going to work with me. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things it's it's almost baffling, but it's angry because they were who they were, and they compromised once too many times, and now they're at where they're at, and it's like, all right, well, yeah, it
1: Let's is see, what that's it why. is nobody makes it to the national level unscathed like everybody's got something
0: yeah i mean th- that was the one thing I was talking with my buddy where it's like I mean I'm not looking like even. Like when they looking at candidates, especially when we you know, you know, you've seen all these, you know, different shows where there's a scandal, designated survivor, things like that, where it's like, there's no perfect person. So why is America or the people of America are looking for somebody I'm like, are you a good person? Do you no. have gore morals? Do you no. do you wanna do what's ri- right for all instead of just you and your but people?
1: See, here's here's the problem with this social media era that we live in. <sighs> yeah. Right? When you scroll down your Facebook feed, a lot of what you see is going to be negative. Yeah. Just, it's been scientifically proven that bad news is easier to sell than good news. Yeah. People are going to click on bad news. They're going to click on negative stories. And they'll click on, oh, this is why you need to be worried. This is why you need to lock your doors at night. This is why you need to go buy more ammo. Because, you know, somebody's going to break in and do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Tonight at 5. Tune in. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's ridiculous, uh, and but but that's what sells. And so candidates have figured out like, well, if I know that I'm a shitbag, what I need to do is I need to cast my opponent as a bigger yeah. shitbag. Okay. I can't pretend like I'm good because I'm not. Yeah. But what I can do is I can pretend like he's worse. Yeah. I can do that. Like I can get I can find one issue that's going to get people boiling mad, and I'm just going to focus on that. I'm going to have them ignore my infidelity. I'm going to have them in, ignore my lies. Okay. I'm going have to have them ignore my failed businesses, you know, my underhanded dealings, my, my, my fraudulent universities. I'm going to have them ignore all of the things that make me a piece of shit as a person and as a candidate and completely unfit for leadership of a PTA, much less a country, because I'm going to have them focus on immigration. I'm having to focus on abortion. I'm having to focus on all these issues that really don't have shit to do with anything yeah. that's relevant to your day-to-day life. Yeah,
0: the um the thing what always baffled me was you have a 70-plus-year-old white man that has uh, had money most of his life.
1: That why? Work,
0: that he didn't work for. It. Why do you believe that all of a sudden, at this point in his life, now he wants to be for the people, especially having a track record of not paying people that he pays to do things. Yeah. Even one of his books he will lit- he will literally like pay one person to do the book for this amount just enough and then fire him or whatever else and then uh pay another person to finish off the book. So he ain't going to pay the whole price. Exactly. So yeah. Like logically Again, now, if he's doing things for HBCUs or things like that, is he doing these things because he wants to do them? Or he's doing these things because, from an optic standpoint, it makes sense?
1: Nothing he has ever done has been to service anyone but himself. So, regardless of what you can see from whatever information you may have, yeah, the real reason he's doing it is because, by his calculations, it somehow serves him more than not doing it. Yeah, that's simple. Like he's very easy to understand. Yeah. He is a, a classic
0: I, narcissist. And I think the the thing about it is it's like you should take people at what they say and their actions. And uh-huh. for some reason, um Agreed. I've never seen I've never seen a group of people basically uh explain someone's actual words verbatim out of their mouth and also actions into something different. It's the most baffling thing I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy. What do you mean? Like, he says one thing, right? That's not what he meant. Oh, oh. He does one thing. Well, yeah, and I'm just like, are you... If this was anybody else, would we be saying this?
1: Who's we? (laughs) Don't
0: <laughs> All right, and yeah,
1: di- who is we? <laughs> Let's be real clear about that. Who is we? Okay. I'm trying to explain away this buffoonery. Uh, oh my god. Uh for I I really hope he doesn't run in twenty twenty four. I hope he runs before twenty twenty four. I hope he goes down to Mar a Lago, enters like a five K, a twenty six K half mile marathon, whatever. <laughs> and you know, Whatever happens to old ass out of shape. people when they run, like it, it just happens. You know, South Florida sun, oh heat, humidity, that's lack of hydration. I mean, you know, things can happen. Yeah, I'm run, just- run, 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 run. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, but not for office. Yeah, I just, I want to see somebody. I want run, see run from
1: your tax bills. That's that's what you can run from. I
0: run see, from this.
1: Run from this investigation.
0: I want. I want to see someone younger. And I want to see someone new. I don't want to see anyone... Like... Look,
1: Who as long, knows? As long as Ron DeSantis ain't in the White House, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I've been hearing... I'm good. I've been hearing rumblings about that. And Be, I'm just because, like, because Ron DeSantis is a classic example of how power corrupts. So if you take note, when the pandemic first started, right? Ron DeSantis was front and center like, okay, what does the CDC say? Yep, let's go ahead and do that. Like, that's what's going to keep people safe. We're going to do that. Hey, mask. you know, whatever. If your city decides to wear masks, wear masks. When they had all those people from New York coming down, he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. Highway patrol. Go to the border. Like, stop everybody. Like, if they got New York plates, <laughs> go ahead and turn them all around. Because we're not going to have you coming down from New York, you know, bringing oh all this. Because New York was a hot spot when it first popped off. Oh, my God. New and York, he was like, Michigan. Nah. He, was, he was on bodies it. Bodies were dropping. Crazy. But as but as soon as he got tied in with the Trump campaign, and he got that now all he got that sudden, political capital. Yeah, now all of a sudden he's changing his whole. Well, you know the CDC doesn't really know what they're talking about. We just need to open up. We just need to open all the businesses because the the economy, the economy. That's the only thing that matters. We got to worry about the economy. We got to yeah, open everything I'm, up. Um, and they start patting like anti mask like bills. And stuff to prevent is, people from even trying to make a mask. Man, this is crazy.
0: It's it's funny. Like, um, I I listen to a couple podcasts from other different places, and they're like, when I come down to Florida, especially like in the first like year of like the pandemic, they're like Florida's a wild place, man. It's just like, yeah, like people look at you, people like, uh, rip your mask off. They're like, why the fuck you wearing a mask? And like, where, where
1: are they going to ripping people's masks off? I don't know.
0: Like all of these little different videos that I've seen over the last two years, it's I'm not like real.
1: I, like I think so I feel like people doing stuff for views.
0: I think some of it is staged, but some of it is just like I wish that shit happened where the fuck I was I, because I'm not going I'm not going to really hit nobody, but I'm gonna fucking shake
1: you like a fucking toddler. Shake that that's not going to move the needle. Well. <laughs> no, it's <That's
0: laughs> gonna make me feel
1: good though. But will it, will <laughs> no, that's gonna like, make
0: you feel good. Who the fuck? But <laughs> they're laughing
1: at you <laughs> while you shake yeah. them. they're, they're yeah, not they gonna
0: they take are. that seriously. They are. They are. That's true. but um. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, we had a couple of uh, like, restaurants and things like that. Even, shit was closed down for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, that gave me a bit... Because even, like, this was when I was working at River City Brewing Company. Like, yeah. really heavy before I went full-time. And, like, I didn't realize that the restaurant business is a very fucking small margin of fucking error type
1: of goddamn business. No, it's, it's extremely small. And
0: I'm like, you got to keep the lights on. You got to do all this shit. So, it's like, you had... Um, luckily they were able to, some of them were able to maneuver with the fucking car side to go shit. Yeah. But that was like, you had birdies and things fucking go down for business, get picked up by somebody, open back, fuck up. It just really realized that like this shit is not like, you know, business is going out of business in the fucking blink of an eye where it's like, it might take you half of the month just to break even. And then anything after that is just whatever. Just to keep the lights on for the next month. Because you got a whole bunch of perishable shit.
2: hmm Which
0: is like... And you got to pay people if they... You got to serve it and shit like that. So it's just...
1: Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, restaurant business is low margins. It's always been low margins. Well, and even in good so, times, it's like, low margins. So like, what is... Okay, so...
0: Is it just the pride? Because I'm like, if it's a super low ass margin, what is this gonna say? I
1: have a fucking successful restaurant. I guess. I mean, the thing is, so if you've ever read the book, uh, the E Myth, right? Great, great book. Um, there, there's another one I think the E Myth revisited where they try to like kind of spruce it up with some. Okay, more so like context. a remix. A remix, So basically. you know, kind of the the cliff notes essentially are, you know, you you've heard the statistics on the success of small business in America, of course. Right. Most like most small businesses go out of business within the first year. Yeah, like majority. Majority. Yeah. And then I forget I forget the statistics exactly. It was like fifty percent go out of business in the in the first year, like sixty percent. And yeah. then as you, you know, get and the twenty percent of those don't make it to year three, and then like ten percent of those don't make it to year five. So by the time you get to like ten years, yeah, it's like in the single digits in terms of small businesses. Shit, I mean Yeah, I mean year four. <laughs> hey, there you go. Keep on yeah. fighting a good fight. Yeah, don't don't become a statistic. Hell no. So, I mean, what the email says basically is that most businesses fail in America because of one fundamental error. And that error is people don't go into business for the right reasons. They don't understand what business actually is. People think that because I can make a good sandwich, I need to open up a sandwich shop. But once they do that, what they realize is that the vast majority of what it takes to run a successful sandwich shop has nothing to do with actually no. making sandwiches. It's more and marketing, have, it's more marketing than like, anything else. I mean, it's not even marketing, it's operations. Well, like operations. It, if you got a hundred sometimes success from a marketing campaign is the absolute worst thing for a business. Really? Yes. Because let's say I'm Aaron, I make Aaron's Bomb ass sandwiches. Okay. You know, they're handcrafted, they're artisanal, they got the best ingredients. You know, Aaron says a little prayer over each sandwich before (laughs) he sends (laughs) it out to the customer. You got origami cranes and the wrappers. You're doing the most. You're doing the absolute most. Okay. But everybody who who tastes this sandwich goes home and smacks their mother and says, You can never make me a sandwich (laughs) again in my life. It's not Aaron's nothing. (laughs) Like that's how good this sandwich is. Okay. Right? But your operation is set up to make. Like two sandwiches an hour. And you don't even stay open all day. You, you stay open from like 10 until 4. Oh, my right? God. Yeah, right? So that's, that's 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. So that's seven hours, Yeah. two sandwiches an hour. It's 14 sandwiches. Your business is set up to make 14 sandwiches. Yeah. Every day you're open. Yeah. And then you get a Best in Jacksonville Sandwich Award. It's in Folio Weekly. It's in the Times yeah. Union. They blasted yes. it all over social media. Yeah. That was like, who the hell is Aaron making these bomb ass sandwiches? I'm going to smack my mama. I need to go get one of these sandwiches. And now you get the, now you So get now the, you got 100 people in line waiting to get 14 sandwiches. Yeah. The vast majority of them are going to be pissed. Because a They're lot are going to of- be pissed. They didn't even get a chance to taste the sandwich. But rest assured, they're going to be on social media talking about their experience yeah, with exactly. Aaron Sandwiches. It's not going to be a good look for them. No, it's and going then, to be like, it took time. one of two things is going to happen. One, you're going to say, you know what? My name is Aaron. It goes on every sandwich. I'm going to guarantee the best sandwich experience for everybody who has my sandwich. And unfortunately, that means that's only 14 sandwiches. So yeah. I'm going to go to the 15th person in line. I'm going to say, you know what? Here's a voucher for you to be the first person in line tomorrow. And everybody else, take your ass home and <laughs> you know, all you get is the revenue from 14 sandwiches but you know what what most people do is they get greedy they peek outside the restaurant they see a hundred people and they think well damn a hundred times whatever I'm charging for this sandwich that's way more money than I'm gonna make if I only serve the fourteen. Let me figure out a way I can put something together. So you go grab little Billy off the street and put him in the kitchen. Like, hey, just you know, it's basically like this. You just kind of <laughs> exactly. throw this, it together. Boom, we're trying to help these sandwiches out. Yeah. And so now the, sandwich, the quality goes down. The sandwich that got everybody to show up. Exactly. Is not it's the not sandwich the sandwich that people are, are are going to be receiving. And then people are. And sh- the quality goes down. And then all that notoriety, all the things you it's worked okay. so hard to achieve. All that goes down too. So you, you don't necessarily want that. You you have a lot You wanna be a, you gotta be able to grow.
0: You you have a lot of people like you were saying that come from a very um solitary uh perspective where there, a lot of it is they don't have a team. Like you just think you can again, I had to learn this. You can't do it all yourself.
1: At a certain level, no. You can't, you can't.
0: when you're trying to scale, which that's what I'm trying to do this year. Yeah, is I to scale, have to hire on more
1: people. Yeah, if you want to scale, you need
0: help. Yeah, exactly. And you have to have competent people. That was my biggest thing over the last like couple years, especially when I was really new. I I didn't trust anybody to deal with my clients the way I would deal with them. But at Which, the same, I mean, ta- you probably shouldn't. Exactly. But at the same time, now I'm at the spot to where. I know that when I do start to scale then my clients are not going to be able to reach me in the way they that they used to but that they, they don't have to. I just need to have competent people that I pay good enough that can do the job. And that's all that all that matters. And that's something of course is
1: like growth, like anything, it yep. takes time to figure that out. And of course, it's easier said than done. Like it's one that thing to say I need a competent person; quite another to find somebody who's competent, reliable, honest. Like exactly. that you can really plug into your business and feel like yes. exactly like even even on mine. Like most of what I do, like I, I've done solo up to this point. Like I've got a guy that I work with on a contract basis. Yeah. Um. That, that helps me with some of the listing and the photography and stuff like that for e-commerce. You know, he's been an absolute asset to the yeah, business. Yeah, you know, he's been great. yeah, because
0: I kind of figured, like, at some point, I was like, you can't be taking all these pictures.
1: I mean, I, you know, I I, I could. I mean, I mean, you definitely could, but, but I mean, you know, you got to, like, time what is what money. we were in about earlier in the, in, the, in the show, like, you know, you got to live life. You got to live you life. You just got to live life. Like, I got to be down at Rolex 24, the 24-hour race in Daytona. You yeah, know, I, I saw that. that. We got <laughs> to cars and coffee. We got to go up to, to Tail of the Dragon and go, you know, rip and run all these mountain passes with the cars, like. You know, if all you do is just work and work and work and work, what's the point? What's like? What's the point? Then you you might as well just go to a cubicle and and beg your boss for a day off. You know, so you can go and do whatever you want to do. Like, there's no point in building a business. Business is hard. Yes, period. It is hard. So you might as well be profitable. Exactly. There is no point in building a business to just barely get by because your quality of life ultimately is going to be lower than if you just gotten a job. Exactly. Like, don't a, build business to just kind of putter along because all it takes is one you, pandemic, one some, something crazy to happen, and now you're, you're gonna be worse off. Exactly. I mean, you don't no. want to own a job, and that's a lot of people, of course, course. That's most people. Oh, but going back to the email, like that's that's why most businesses fail. People get in business for the wrong reason. So, going back to Aaron's sandwiches, Aaron got in business because he knew how to make a sandwich,
0: he didn't know but, how to run a business, but
1: he knows how to make a sandwich. He doesn't know how to teach people to make the sandwich. He doesn't know how to market, great. Okay? He doesn't know how to come up with menu designs
2: that are yeah. appealing.
1: He doesn't know how to get onto the internet and build a website. You know, he doesn't know how to negotiate better rates from his suppliers. Like, you know, he's still going out to Publix and buying the stuff at retail. Yeah, like he's he's not he's even not getting stuff. Yeah, he's not, stuff. exactly. Um, so, like all these things you don't know are causing your business to be less successful. And then at some point you wake up, you realize like. I just built a job for myself yeah. and the one thing I really enjoy doing, I don't get to spend very much time doing it because I have to work so much harder at the things that I'm not good at yeah. Be- and because they're afraid that, well, if I don't do it, it won't get done right. They're not They're not going to delegate exactly. the things they need to delegate, yeah. which in reality, if you're not good at, eat at marketing, if you're not good at logistics, find someone who is. At those things. Exactly. You focus on what you're at, which is making the sandwiches. But ultimately what you really want to do is you want to systematize the sandwich making process to the point where you can plug someone in yeah. who's not a genius, who's not a exactly. sandwich making savant. Yes. Okay. And they can go ahead and throw down and, and produce a quality product that's up to your standards. Delegation is key. Yep. And so that's, you know, an area that most small business owners can can work on, you know, present company included. You know, because I have, because of the nature of of what I sell, which is at anything, this point, a any, lot, a lot of, of any, and things. any and everything, any and everything. I'm I'm currently consolidating to to make it easier to systematize the process and and get someone in who can do more well. Of you are those good tasks. with systems, so this is this is in your wheelhouse. So that's yeah, the good thing. So we're we're really breaking it down. It's gonna be vintage electronics. It's gonna be car parts. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, those are passions of yours too. So it. it, it
0: I mean it aligns as well.
1: Yeah, a lot, lot, lot easier than you know, t-shirts and vases and Tiffany lamps and <laughs> gold watches. Yeah, and...
0: I mean it's just certain things where you you got to specialize. You have to special. You have to specialize in something. You can't. Um, I got this from TikTok as well. So they, you know, you've always heard the the term of uh, a jack of all trades. Is a master of none, a master of none, but um, better than a master
1: of one in certain scenarios that holds true. But like PBD says, right? He's like, Look, you know, you people run around talking about oh, I got these multiple income streams. Well, the thing is, you have to focus on one and master
0: that first, master one first, then move on. Exactly, you can't, you can't. You can only juggle t- so it's, many things at one time. You can't chase
1: it's, two rabbits at the same time as well. That's the thing yeah, that... Yeah, chase two rabbits, they both get away. Yeah. Which is why right now the focus is on systematizing, like narrowing the focus of the online business yeah. to a select amount of items, select categories, like narrowing that down, creating systems and putting processes in place so I can plug people into those key roles... So the business can largely operate without my direct involvement for the most part. Like I'm talking about some Tim Ferriss four-hour work week. Like, okay, okay, I check in on Monday, make sure everything's going good. You know, check in on Wednesday for a couple hours and then check in on Friday. And, you know, things pretty much run with the way they need to run. That'll free up my time to focus on new ventures, you know, to look into real estate, you know, to look into more investments and crypto and some of these other ways to leverage the resources that come off of the business. But you got to make the main thing the main thing you can't take your eye off the ball like oh let me go hot up in this new cryptocurrency because you know what every dollar that you're investing in that is dollars that are not going into your business exactly that's attention that's not all the hours that you spend researching what's the next new altcoin I need to hop on Mm, that's hours that's not being spent researching how to make your business better yeah you gotta know what side your bread is buttered on and you gotta protect that at all costs until the point where it's buttering itself hopping out the toaster and then running into your room to hop on your plate (laughs) That's what you really want. Yeah, I think that's what a lot
0: of people want. And again, like you have all these things where it's like these uh, get rich quick schemes or things like that, to where mm-hmm. it's like, again, you got to be consistent. That's what we talked about, you know, off pod, but you have to be consistent in the right things. If you're not consistent in the right things, things will not happen. Yeah. You could make a hundred phone calls a day, but if you're not booking appointments if you're not meeting people, if you're not, you know, making things progress through a certain system, it's not going to go anywhere.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and that brings in the power of associations. You know, I had a a, a friend and mentor I spoke to when I, way, way back in, this is before I was still at, at CSX, matter of fact. I had just moved to Jacksonville. Oh, okay. I actually met this guy at a car meet. Oh. yeah, uh, And you know, I was getting ready to leave, and he actually lived in Jacksonville at the time. It's yeah. so like, oh, well, you know, what are the odds? Because the meet was in Orlando. Oh, damn. It's like, oh, like what are the odds? Because people were all over the state. It was a big, big rotary nice. meat. It's like, well, what are the odds that, that you live in Jacksonville, too? You know what? We should grab dinner, you know, before we hit the road, you know, head back. Great. So, after then we went to a, an Applebee's over there in, like, the semi area. Yeah,
2: okay.
1: And so, we're talking. I'm like, so, you know, he had... He had the third gen rx7 which was one i, I really wanted okay so i'm like how did, how did you you know how did you get that oh yeah, know blah 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 i did this i did that it turns out he's an entrepreneur he's in he's in real estate and he actually had some rental properties and things that he was flipping and you know fast forward to today you know he's doing very well you know co-owner of a company down in tampa he's moved down there um he's got a, a newsletter that comes out monthly yeah but one of the big takeaways from that conversation was you know if you want to move into the entrepreneurial space like you really have to look at who you associate with because that's going to be powerful. If you hang around with a bunch of people that are very much dedicated, like if you hang around people who are still plugged into the matrix, yeah. and you're not in the matrix. Yeah, it's it's going to be a bad time. And because yeah. their their vision of the world is not the same as your vision exactly. of the world. If you are hanging around people, and they exclusively don't want the same That are plugged you. into that nine to five. That are believing in the system of I'm going to work for forty years. And then live this miserable existence with a little pittance of retirement. They're going to every time that you express any kind of difficulty or challenge, they're about, see? See? Told you doesn't work. You should just go ahead and quit. You should join me. You should come over and you know and be a collections representative yeah. over at this call center. You uh, know, it's so easy. You know, uh, we get two no. breaks every 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 workday and do this and do that. And then we can yeah. go spend half of our paycheck at the bar on Friday yeah, and well, complain about how our managers suck. Yeah,
0: Wouldn't well, it be so much fun? Yeah, what life is that? No. Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no it wouldn't. And he's like, look, there are going to be people in your life right now that you think are awesome, that you think are great, that are fun to hang out with. But when you seriously start going down this entrepreneurial path, like some of those people are going to fall away. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. Just be prepared for that. But here's the thing. For every person that falls away, there's going to be somebody new that comes into your life that you didn't even know existed that is going to provide a valuable relationship, a valuable friendship Like, there's no shortage of great people if you choose to go down that path. And that's probably the single greatest piece Um, of advice in in regards to entrepreneurship that I received because that has 100% been the case. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for going down that path, I would have never met you. Yeah. Uh, Normal people are not going to be at a networking event at 7 a.m. on a weekday. Yeah. Completely on the other side of town. Yeah. Especially what I realized,
0: like, especially here, is just... There are hustlers here, because there's certain people, of course, you know, uh, in PHP that's in the office that are from here. But there's a lot of people that have a certain attitude to where things are kind of just, you know, things will work out. And I've always been a, I've always been a hustler. So me going to where I need, mean, I've met so many great people. It's just on this journey, on its own. On this oncoming journey, mm-hmm. and it's uh, like last week, I I took the time where, of course, I'm making content, but also um, I took the time to just give people a call. That I've connected with like over last year, two years, things like that, and like, hey, uh, it's been a while since we spoke. Wanted to see how you're doing. I'm taking like initiative this year to actually connect with people because. Mm-hmm. Again, if I just have you on my phone and I don't talk to you or not connecting with you or kinda of figure that and I had a couple of people that are like, Oh shit, that's great, whatever, you know, you know, mm-hmm. wrap up. And one where you know, I met through somebody else, just like like that's inspiring. And I and like he said that's inspiring. And I'm like, I was kinda like I never really thought about that, where it's just like I met this guy once.
2: hmm
0: And the fact that like I probably reached out to him a couple times where it's like, yeah, I, this was like earlier in, earlier in the day on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. This was before I was going to go to that uh, stoplight event. And I was just like, you know, a lot of people already had plans or whatever else. Like, no, nah, not nah, Like, we're going to get up, things like that. Because what I realized, what I was doing in networking, which is something you sometimes you realize, sometimes you don't. I was trying to figure out, OK, how can you benefit me? What can I get from you? Who can you connect me to Uh to recruit to? Recruit to the company I'm at, to sell services. And I'm like, who are you? Like, you might be a cool... You might have a hell of a story. Like, if we end up vibing actually becoming friends like... you might connect me to some dope ass people I would never know if, if I was open to it. If I was open to it, and it was one of the things where that's what type of time I like. Again, you know, hey, we we're talking about this before we started about I'm doing a lot of stuff, and it doesn't. It yeah. seems so crazy where I'm doing all these things, and it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little busy. It's a little hectic. Like I can feel it in certain times, but it's like, you make time for the things that you want to do. And I'm making the time uh-huh. to do the things that I want to do, to live the life that I want to live. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I had a good conversation with my my little brother, which I just realized that sometimes you're just in your your own you're you're in your own world and you don't yep. not reach out because you don't want to. It's just you're living life and you don't really realize, okay, like let me do let me do something different. Let me like actually like connect to where I had to have a really heart to heart conversation, which is like I mean we haven't talked me and my brother haven't talked in like a like a year, and it's only been in, in uh, you know, you know, I, here and there, it was just like, I had a heart-to-heart towards it was like, I want you to do the best in life. I'm trying to, and I we had a full conversation, you know, we continued the conversation, but it was to figure out, where are you at? Like, what do you want to do? And how can I help you get there? And then we, of course, we, you know, there's other steps that are going to be happening, but it's one mm-hmm. of those things where, I realized that I'm a person that doesn't need a lot of direction, you and are. and it's one of those things where some people don't deal with adversity or deal with problems the way that you do, and sometimes I mean, you, that's true, and
1: sometimes it's a benefit sometimes that's not sometimes a benefit. That's a, like if you deal with adversity, and you deal with problems well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Then that's great for you, but, like, but it's not great for poorly. But the other thing, too, is like, okay, so you haven't talked to your brother for a year. Like, you know, I mean, now, now, now it's time to, to flip the script, start asking some questions. Yeah. Right? So, how many of his phone calls did you ignore over that year? How many times did you see his number pop up and you're like, nah, I'm not trying to talk to you right now? Okay. How, many, how many times did that happen? Um, it wasn't necessarily phone calls, it was more of
0: like uh, reaching out to me, of like not really asking what I'm doing. It's like asking me for stuff. It, exactly and it was exactly. and I had to just, have and just I had because to have that conversation, somebody
1: doesn't mean that that's a bad thing and
0: I, I had to have that conversation where it's like think about it on you know the outside looking in if every single time someone reaches out to you and they might throw in a hey how you doing bro or whatever the case may be, they ask for some shit and they ask for some shit what is the incentive on me
1: answering a relationship's got to be a two way street. And, like, here's the thing that there's a tough pill for people to swallow. Like, relationships are like plants. Like, if you nurture it, if you water it, if you feed it, if you give it sunlight, it's going to grow. If you don't, it's not. And family the, it's is just weather a word. and Family is a word. That's it. It's, it's like weather and die. Someone being blood doesn't automatically... That has shit to do with no. a healthy relationship. I learned that a long Absolutely time ago. Absolutely nothing whatsoever. Family is I not... I don't care le- who you are. If you don't nurture that relationship, if it's not a two-way street, if you're not making deposits into that emotional bank account, then don't expect to be able to make withdrawals down the road. Like, so many people get caught up on all this drama and this family nonsense and blah, exactly. blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's geez, obligations. So-and-so's my cousin's once uncle, third removed, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Obligations. So? So? so does that relationship serve exactly. the both of you? Like, are you getting something out of that relationship? Is the other person becoming better for that relationship? A lot of the times. If that's, they're not, a lot well, of the times that's not. Maybe something to evaluate.
0: And what I've realized a long time ago, like, I've had, just in my life, I've had less problems with people that I didn't know from anything that became my family to from people that were my family related to me. Yeah, look, family is not who you're related to, it's who has your
1: back. This is true. And that's why you gotta you gotta pick your find your standards. Decide what you're gonna stand for, decide what you're about. You decide who your tribe is, you decide who your people are. That's not decided for you. Your parents didn't decide that. Your blood no. didn't decide that. Like a lot of people have great family members who honestly care about them yeah. and love them and are there for them. Yeah. And that's wonderful and that's great. But you have to recognize the same way that you gotta cut off toxic friends and yeah, and, to- and off toxic family. potential business partners yeah. and people that are not going to serve you and only create stress and problems in your life some of those people are family some of those people are related to you and you need to cut them off too that you do like yeah at the end of the day people are people that's it yeah and the the ones who deserve your respect and your your attention your admiration and your time they're going to let themselves be known by their actions yeah. not their words and not and certainly not by a title,
2: yeah,
1: but it's something
0: I guess in life you just have to again it's it's a process you figure you figure all these things out, mm-hmm. and I've even over this course of year um been talking to one of my sisters more as far as you know they've been really on there, uh going outside the country, you know traveling, and that's one of those things where now. Since I have all these things going on, I'm prioritizing those different things to where if I can swing it, then I'm going to, then I'm going to be able to do it. But the th- the three of us are progressing in life while he's not necessarily. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out the why.
1: Aren't they closer to him than you are?
0: They are. They're more of
1: so. Uh, I would expect they would have some kind of insight as to uh, why he's not well, progressing.
0: Well, he, you know, to be honest with you, he. I, it it sounds more of uh, complaints and bullshit, unfortunately, and it's something where I will I truly listen to understand and not to respond because I'm trying mm-hmm. to get the full picture, mm-hmm. and I'm just like you're in a place where you're struggling, you just leave, not really realizing. Well, I'm not I'm not you, but in the same breath, I'm like yeah, we're the same person, we're both girls. I'm like. Because his birthday is ten days before mine.
1: Okay, first of all,
0: yeah, he said that in the same breath. I was just, I just listened. First
1: of all, people who use astrological signs <laughs> as an explanation or <laughs> an excuse for anything, uh, zero respect and zero credibility. I just no, like, I'm not, I'm not even gonna listen to that with a straight face. Like, you start blaming your birth sign on why you do. Nah, bro, get get out of my face. We're done. We're done. There's not, no, there's no serious conversation being had here. So there isn't. Yeah, so, of course, I said like whatever he's gonna
0: do is he's gonna do. I'm like, it's you know you have more experience. I'm like, cause you've, you've 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 traveled to places. I'm like, yeah, but I did it when I was twenty, and I went to Pittsburgh for a year and I went to Alabama. I'm sorry, who you th- sponsored your trips? Nobody. So what's stopping you from taking a trip? Exactly. I'm just like, again, you 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 don't gotta be me, but you gotta be better than what you are right
1: now. I mean, does he though? See, here's the thing. Here's <sighs> something I come, I came to realize with a friend of mine recently, and I've I've been with this I've been talking to this dude for yeah I know you told me about him <laughs> yeah like six years and like, wait six years I thought you I thought this thing's about that long damn I know you don't know hand there for that long I mean maybe five but it's it's at least that because okay. he'd, have, he'd have been back and forth from here to New York and all this is important. he still here he's here now he's, right? he's back now all right but the thing was like first time I came down was dealing with some shitty girlfriend yeah. That, and, and within a couple hours of talking, like I realized, this, this girl is about nothing. Like, just, just go ahead and cut her loose, move on with life. But no, he didn't want to do that. You know, and it took a long time. And he finally, like, got all his little ducks in a row. And he was doing good down here and, you know, working in his chosen profession. And was making a little life for himself. And then all of a sudden, you know, she said something or another. And he felt like, oh, well, you know, now's the time. Like, if I move back to New York... And you know, I I, no, I get I, up there and start doing it. Like uh, we can finally get back together. Went up there, quickly realized why he left in the first place because the cost of living is too damn high. Yeah, and it's too ridiculous to try to make a decent living doing what he's doing up there. Yeah, you know what the costs are. And so he's struggling. He's miserable. You know, she of course flew the coop because you know she wasn't about anything in the first place. So he basically just like lost two years of life going up there chasing something that was. Ridiculous and was never going to be successful Anyway Yeah, And so now he came back And you know he had a new mindset To his credit he had a whole new mindset When he came back he was about Bettering himself and, and doing All this stuff and he was very ambitious And you know went out To uh, to go get on some, some big Job that was supposed to create a, a big payday For him but ended up running some health Issues you know on the way out there And like you know it's, it's really been a, a Major struggle for him so Is he okay now, now he's coming back yeah now it's 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 under wraps like he, you know he checked out the hospital the doctors told him what was up you know he's got some medicine to take um okay. but they also recommended he kind of take it easy and like try and start transitioning out like this manual labor type of field that he i made. mean you can't do that forever Which, like it's a breakdown on the body
0: 100%. i, I, know and, like, that I well. told
1: him that from jump street like when i first met him he's doing the same thing so two things i told him was like you've got to find a way out of this like Heavy, manual, labor intensive thing. Like, start leveraging what you know and not what you do. And also drop this girl because she ain't shit. <laughs> um, clearly, he's listening on neither one of those things. Of However, course. his mindset has changed. Okay, that's good. He is in a much better place mentally, if not an actually better place financially or relationship wise. You know, he's got the right mindset, but just recently, you know, he tried going to do something different. And now he's back to the same manual labor stuff. He's like, oh, well I, well, I tried, you know, a regular job for a little bit and, you know, it just wasn't for me. So now I got to go back doing what I know. It's like, well, you know, you're a grown man. You can read English. Um, you know what the doctor told you. You know what the risks are. You know that going back to doing what you were doing before, in addition to not being something sustainable for a person who is healthy and of sound physical constitution Damn sure it's not healthy for you given your condition and what the doctors have told you. Yeah. But you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Some people hey, need to learn. It's like got, anything you else. You gotta realize that a duck is a duck is a duck. Duck. <laughs> a duck is not an eagle. If you try to make an eagle fly with ducks, you're gonna be frustrated and the ducks gonna be confused. And that's it. <laughs> right? So sometimes you gotta just let people be who they are. Yeah. So going back to your brother, like he doesn't have to be better than what he is. The only thing he has to be is comfortable with his position. Yeah. And the only thing you have to be is comfortable with your position yeah. and where you're at. Like, if he wants to do better, yeah. honestly, that's a decision he has to Some. make in his heart of hearts. And if, if capital I, yeah. capital F, if he reaches out to you honestly, yeah, and is looking for help on how to better himself, exactly, then and only then will he be actually in a position yeah. to receive the information you're going mean, to give him. His birthday's in six months. He will be.
0: He will be twenty eight. Hey. Yeah. I told him straight up we're not we're not kids anymore, man. Like I'm 30, sister's about to be 30, you're but about you, to be 28. Like, come on now. Like, you're not telling him anything he didn't already
1: know. Like yeah. you're you're not dropping any knowledge on him. Like <sighs> the thing is it's gotta come from inside. It has to come from within. You will never externally motivate someone to be better. You you won't It will never happen The thing is The only thing you have to decide is Once you identify What this person Are they a duck Are they a pigeon Are they an eagle yeah. Are they a falcon Like identify the level That they're comfortable being at And the only question You gotta answer is Am I comfortable Having a relationship With this person Who yeah. is at this level And who is happy at this yeah. level And who is not going to ascend Past this level Yeah If they are Especially if it's family A lot of times Hey we make concessions Yeah I don't yeah. normally hang around with ducks but you're my brother, Duck, so Yeah. I'm just I'm am gonna come down out the eagle's nest every once in a while and you know slum around with you, but Yeah. I I, I gotta fly. I just I want him to do better. But yeah I can't, you can't, you can't I can't want it for him. I
0: can't want it for him. So you I was can't. like, I, I can't want it for you. You, you gotta wins?
1: what what do what you What is your leadership owe you, Aaron?
0: Nothing. Oh sorry. An example yeah. and an opportunity. That's it. That that it is. That's it. So, uh, guys, we this has been a good one. We've uh, pretty much two hours, man. No, back at it. Wow. Um, and this is how you shoot a podcast.
1: I, all right. Yeah. Well, so maybe one day I'll shoot one of my own. I actually got a, a YouTube channel that'll be coming out here eventually. Nice. Um, content might be too stale by the time I actually put it out. But eh, we'll see. Okay. So, um, do you have any things people
0: want to follow you on or anything like that?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. If you want to hop on uh, eBay, it's Business Bushido is the name of the store. Go ahead, buy uh all the things that you see and like. Uh, same thing for YouTube, Business Bushido. Uh, it's gonna be the channel. Uh, by the time you hear this, maybe there'll be a video out. If so, like and subscribe.
0: And with that being said, guys, my name is Aaron with my guest JP3, and we're out of here. Later, guys.